I think that's what it is. <laughs> oh, I is think, my fire sign showing? <laughs> I think I, I do. I think that's it. I think you scare me when your fire sign shows. Welcome back to an episode of Sometimes Shibata Slaps. I'm Mac. I'm Juice. And today's topic is book club, mm-hmm. which is a really funny book to have chosen with the way that we planned everything out. <laughs> yeah. Because our book is Good Vibes, Good Life by yeah. Vex King. Hashtag good vibes only. Which is really funny because we're only a couple weeks after toxic positivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our thought with this book for this month was that it would be like a really kind of easy, light read mm-hmm. and good for mental health month. Yeah, because its basis is like self-love mm-hmm. and how to like unlock your greatness through loving yourself, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, And then, but we'll, yeah. So in typical book, um, book club fashion, we'll go through each chapter and kind of thoughts on the chapter and then we'll do our overall final thoughts on the book. Yeah. Which you can find um, all of our final thoughts or final reviews of the books on our website, sometimes mm-hmm. Um And we will also be um, supplying a link to the books um, on our website as well. Yeah. That you, yeah. Where you can find them on. I'm trying to figure out how to do like an Amazon storefront type thing so we can like mm-hmm. have all of our books. And like if you guys mm-hmm. are interested in starting your own podcast, like Mike's and um, whatever that thing's called that I can't remember. Interface. Interface. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, just like all these fun things that we can yeah. kind of yeah. get for you guys. But yeah, yeah, so I guess get into it. Ooh, mm-hmm. when this one's out, it would already be my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. Which I guess we're a couple weeks out, hey? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going out for Michaela's birthday tonight. Yeah. And she has no idea what's going to happen. And it is so exciting. I cannot yeah. wait. It's Dirty's time, uh, time for a surprise, <laughs> which has been. Correct me if I'm wrong, a more struggle for you than it was for me surprising you. I've almost spoiled, like, three times today. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> There's been day. Today, I've, like, struggled so hard, like, like, trying to, like, okay, don't say that. Don't say that. That gives it away. That gives it away. Don't she's, say that. She's been good, though. The overthinking has done her well in this case, because yeah. I have no context. <laughs> the only thing that she has told me is that it's I need to be casual, but, like, a nice casual. Mm-hmm. And that we're climbing six flights of stairs. Mm-hmm. Specifically six. <laughs> Six is a guesstimate. I don't fully remember, but it's yeah. a lot. So, but, but I'm wearing, so I'm wearing a dress, mm-hmm. and I don't know what shoes I'm going to wear it with yet. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be like a dress in sneakers, or a dress in heels, or a dress in whatever. Yeah. I'm going to put on the outfits, and Journey's going to tell me which one she thinks is best. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then, so then there's the joke that Journey's like, oh, I'm actually just going to take you to the gym, and we're just going to do the stair climber. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Right? That would be so funny. Like, if you actually did that, that would be, I'd be wheezing. I, I think. wish I was that funny because that would just be iconic. Because <laughs> you know I'd do it. Maybe if we I finish would... recording earlier, I'll just take you to the gym to get all the reservation. We show up like fully glammed out. We like walk in there like, hello. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so funny. But then you actually have something like, have to have actually something planned like afterwards. Yeah. That have time to like, be like, oh, sweat from there's or like an ice cream shop in the same parking lot yeah <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> take you to high tea your childhood dream there's a tea house in the in the same parking lot we can go get tea <laughs> you want tea say less 
I'll get it. It'll be high tea. It'll be low tea. <laughs> low interval training, not high interval training. Literally. Oh my that gosh. That's so funny. Anyway, I'm so excited and I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. It'll be so, so good. So, you guys will get an update in next week's episode on how that went. Mm-hmm. And I get to change my car battery over, and I'm playing with the idea of doing like an SES, like, come change my car battery with me video. I don't know why. I think it'd be funny. I feel like I'd be less nervous about it if I was, like, filming myself. I mean, you have my tripod. (laughs) That's true. I might just do that. You guys might get a how to change your car battery. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram if you want to see random content from our lives, such as changing a car battery. (laughs) (laughs) We just like to um, shitpost on Instagram. Like our stories. I just post everything that I'm afraid to post on my personal on SDS. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's like our journal. It exactly. So, and we've created a, just a nice little community that doesn't judge us, and it's delightful. Mm-hmm. Even though we are getting um, our very own um, troll posts oh, on our YouTube, on YouTube, it's so funny. Yeah, right now it's funny. I hope it stays funny. I hope we're able to like keep it funny. Well, I just don't take it personal. Yeah, because it's just one of those things where it's like you can't like have no idea who this person is. So much of me just wants to troll them right back. That's the difference between Journey and I. His <laughs> <laughs> Journey's like ready to fight and i'm just kind of like it's not worth it well i don't want to fight but i definitely want to have the last word like that's, i definitely want to like okay but that okay for me, that's like a you fight. think that's funny like, like i'm gonna i'm said, gonna send a screenshot of this to your mom like for example that's funny you just puts more attention into it than i do i'm just kind of i see it and i'm like Wow, that's a spicy comment. Yeah, right. But oh, no. well, you can't argue with stupid. So that's that, that, that's Words, why I'm like, there's and no that's point. Why I don't. That yeah. was like the first time I met Bryce's mom. Was like Reed was being really annoying, and I was like reacting to it. Yeah, and she was like, Journey, you just give poke, it a rest. You, you only pokes fun because you react. Exactly. You can't argue with stupid. It's not even worth it. Like, yeah. don't even bother. Yeah. So I've kind of really learned that. That's the thing. Like anyone who like says something spiteful to you for me, it's just like they're just trying to trigger a reaction. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if I just say nothing, then, then they don't get the reaction. And then so it's done. Yeah. No, I win. I get reactions. But I'm going to touch on that later. I actually have a comment on this for today's book. Mm-hmm. Similar along those lines. All right. So I guess, yeah, we're just going to get into our thoughts mm-hmm. about this book. Do you want to go first, Mac? Sure. So this one, he breaks it up into parts, but I guess it's basically like chapters. Mm-hmm. So part one is a matter of vibes. <laughs> and to start off the bat, it's really funny that the whole premise of this book being like vibration. positive is, well, vibration too. Okay. But the whole like, this is supposed to be positive after doing to- toxic positivity mm-hmm. is really just funny. Yeah. And very ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Just find out this is our, our theme for this month is not inflammation, <laughs> it's positivity. Literally. In all forms. But basically, so he starts the um starts chapter one with talking about the law of attraction and how his story and how he became a believer. Um his example that he uses that he wanted to go on vacation with friends and he didn't have any money. He needed five hundred pounds exactly, and then the government said that he accidentally paid too much tax and he got exactly five hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. or sorry 800 pounds back and so he could go on the trip with his friends yeah so him so desperately wanting to go on this trip he attributes to the law of attraction for the universe then making it happen essentially yeah um which yeah i get yeah 
right? Yeah, to things, an extent, for sure. Because we, again, I follow along the lines of like, yeah, you, you get what you give in, mm-hmm. in many circumstances, or if you get what you don't give, then it's a lesson of some kind for whatever reason. Yeah, whatever you put out there, you get back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And then one thing I thought was really actually really interesting, he <laughs> then talks about the first self-improvement book, mm-hmm. and which was written by Napoleon Hill in 1937, and it was called um, Think and Grow Rich, which then kind of directed to the law of vibration, similar to the attraction, but on a yeah. vibe level. I thought <laughs> it was vibe. interesting with that book... Um, that like over the years of like revisions and stuff of it, they actually like took out the word vibration, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy that they're like, oh, because it was because mm-hmm. right now people think we're cuckoo crazy pants for like talking about like the vibration of yeah. things. But if that was something that was just like widely held and then everyone kind of like, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to use the word censor because that gets people unhappy, but, yeah. but they censored it out, right? Yeah. Like they removed it and kind of steered it away from the whole like vibration yeah no exactly and then uh, biologically everything is vibration right mm-hmm. everything is energy so why would be be any different yeah exactly right? and we talk about our thoughts and how it chemically affects the brain right hormonally mm-hmm. and cellular on a cellular level like all these endocrine disruptors and different things like that are energies affecting your being so why wouldn't this be the same way yeah but well, yeah, even, I, like, the author, like, he shortens it to vibes. And, like, I don't know if vibes is a more, like, socially acceptable. Like, like everyone Z, right like, now is just, like, ooh, like, good vibes. Like, yeah. But it's, like, the yeah. same thing on the, on, the good, on the vibes kind of word token. Like, you walk into a room and you can tell if the vibes are off or not. Yeah, exactly. And that essentially is just your intuition or your vibration or whatever else you want to. Yeah, the gut. vibrations are lower, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess it is, like, I never just thought about the word vibe being, like, short for vibration. And then, like, actually applying... It's one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah. Huh. I just kind of thought of it as, like, its own word. (laughs) You just never thought of it, yeah. I've never... It's something I've never, like, expanded on. Interesting. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so with this, when you talk about the law of attraction, um, adding in the law of vibration to that, it's essentially to bring an idea into reality or your perception, you must match its vibrational frequency. Mm -hmm. And so that's the... You have to align yourself with what you want in life and so that's where the whole concept of visualization and manifesting and all mm-hmm. things that we've talked about before come into play yeah right yeah very much so and then so then he then touches on um an experiment by dr hans yenny um where high vibrations created like beautiful shapes and stuff and low vibrations were less appealing same thing with the ice experiment that we talked about with um yeah Masaru Masaru, yeah, Masaru. Emoto, he quotes Dr. him in here too. Yeah, and so that's all kind of different things. He just introduces the idea of attraction, vibrations, mm-hmm. the laws, and the premises behind all of that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was really good. I liked how he talked about like when he was leaving for his sister's wedding, and how it just kind of like showed him the importance of like taking a step back and kind of like zooming out and changing your environment to reset because i find a lot like a lot of times like if i'm just feeling like bogged down or whatever like Mm -hmm. just changing my environment and getting out Mm -hmm. of the space that's like dragging me down that helps a lot Mm -hmm. so i kind of thought that was i really related to that when he said that well especially for this thing like he was talking about school or work um school yeah at this point yeah school is a place like forever like if you go to your campus it'll forever be a place that holds like stress right Mm -hmm. because you people associate 
places and things with different emotions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you go to back to a place where you have a lot of associated like negative emotions. You're always going to feel those negative emotions when you're at that place. Yeah. Even in a reflection point, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this was a bad. Yeah. Bad time in my life, whatever. Exactly. So to remove yourself from it, to kind of like get out of that, your, I don't know, bubble, I guess. Mm-hmm. And look well, in on the bubble and be like, okay, that's just there though. Exactly. Like, that's not my life. That's just in this yeah. setting. Like he almost just needed to get out of his own head. Cause like mm-hmm. that happens to me too, where I'm like, so in my head about things. But then as soon as I like go somewhere or do something else that doesn't go with this, it allows me to kind of like. Oh, reset and re-reflect and like get out of my head and be like, okay, whatever, we're fine, and then continue on with my life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, um, and yeah, one quote that I really liked by him, um, in part one was like, by taking positive actions and changing your mindset, you'll manifest greater things. By loving yourself, you'll live a life you love. Yeah, I have that last like, bit written down. Yeah, by loving yourself, you live a life you love. Yeah, which is, I I think there's so much truth to that. That yeah, when you're wrapped up in doom and gloom of things you Mm -hmm. often forget that well yeah and even later on in the book Mm -hmm. he talks about um like loving yourself so deeply that like your looks will change your weight will change everything about you changes Mm -hmm. but you should be at the point where you love your whole body like you love yourself so much that it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of nice to like He's like, yeah, like you might want to do that, but it's not because you hate yourself and you think that by doing that, you'll then gain the love for yourself. Like you already love yourself enough to like do these things kind of. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really, really nice. Good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So part two is um, then talks about positive lifestyle habits where he touches primarily on meditation mm-hmm. and how that can relate to your vibration and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talks about like meditation as like an introspective act of studying how low vibration emotions. Wow. Yeah. English of studying <laughs> low vibration emotions can assist in transforming high vibe emotions. Um, it's basically, yeah. Looking inward to figure out what's bugging you mm-hmm. to then raise your vibration essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he talks about like energy is contagious. And so who you surround yourself with should match your energy or raise your energy. Which is when you can tell if you like walk into a room and your gut's being like, get out. Yeah. That's essentially what it's kind of like talking about. Yeah. Because you're like, this is not where you're meant to be. This is not your people. This is not your crowd. This is. Yeah. Whatever else. It's your intuition being like, no, this is wrong. Yeah. It was really reaffirming to hear him talk about things like that and putting it in the way of like, oh, like when your gut tells you like this, it's like you're not just making it up. Like there's actually something to it. Like mm-hmm. someone else's vibrations are like, that's what's telling you that something's mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. whether or not you believe in vibrations or whatever but but ever i think everyone has that experience everyone, where you walk yeah. into a scenario and you're like something bad is gonna happen mm-hmm. it's just your animalistic instinct yeah right exactly deer see it when you like walk past a person deer run because they're like <laughs> ah yeah threat exactly right? they're like you know it's yeah your self-preservation instinct where it's like yeah yeah you know what's going on exactly um i also really liked in this uh chapter where he talked about spending more time with people who add value to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something you hear a lot about in the self-help community is like surrounding yourself with people who have the same goals and carry the same energy mm-hmm. and just cause it helps you t- stay on track mm-hmm. with your own goals and your own energy. Yeah. Well, cause like, we've, we talked about this before. I can't remember which episode, but essentially like if you, I don't know, for example, want to get into fitness, mm-hmm. 
and none of your friends are into working out and they actually just roast people who go to the gym all the time. Yeah. Then you're less likely to go to the gym and work out exactly. as fear of being outlawed by your peer group. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that I really liked about like when we first started our friendship it was like, I was like, yeah, like I want to start working out, but I'm still self-conscious about actually working out. And then here you were like going to these F45 classes and like really thriving in the workout community. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's doable. Yeah. Right. Well, cause I had just started at F45 when we met, mm-hmm. like I was, that was brand new to me. Yeah. I'd worked out prior, but I worked out in, um, a different city than, and then moved back to the city. That's when I started going to F45. Yeah. And so it was like new friendship for me. And that was a very new part of my life, but that's, yeah. that's how we, that's our baseline. That's how we started mm-hmm. was this whole, just like, well, talk even- about our, <laughs> talk about our shit. <laughs> I'm never gonna work out with anybody like I'm so self-conscious like what if they think I'm weak but then you're like do you want to go do you want to work out with me on Valentine's Day I was like oh my gosh I would love to (laughs) (laughs) you never expressed that to me so me asking you was just like a genuine like and I wouldn't I did tell you that and then you asked me anyways subconscious about working out with people yeah, because I told you, I was like, oh, like, I'm never really going to work out with anybody. Like, I'm totally fine just, like, working out on my own. And then you were just oh, like... Oh, that's good. One ear, one ear, one ear at the other. Because you bugged me about that for so long. Oh. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's so funny. That, yeah, that's... <laughs> perception and Yeah, you bugged me about it so much. Was like, huh. yeah, like, I thought you said you'd never work out with anybody. Because I remember we were, like, in the front of the F45 gym and you were like, yeah, like, I thought you said you'd never do this. And I was like, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry or you're welcome. However you want to look at that. I think you're welcome. It's yeah. definitely you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's oftentimes like, and that's where it gets difficult with say like older friendships, right? Like friendships, mm-hmm. like childhood friendships. I'm still close to a lot of childhood friends, but we couldn't hang out every single day because we don't have the commonalities, right? Yeah. Our only commonality now is that we've known each other for x number of years yeah but to dive in and that's fine i think that's where the whole part of just like adulthood adult wow adulthood and growth as a whole mm-hmm. come into play yeah and that's just taking it for an experience for like what it is yeah and exactly who matches your vibe in that moment and and, vibrations yeah yeah um another thing that i liked um that i kind of wish that he'd expanded on a little bit was um like power poses yeah and the science behind those i thought that was really interesting Okay. Because I've heard a lot about, like, I want to do more research into it. Because yeah. I was kind of hoping that he would give us, like, some specifics about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Power Poses was a concept, like, created by Amy Cuddy. And so, the the whole premise of it, like, I learned in psychology, is that you stand in the mirror or you stand something in a power pose. Mm-hmm. The Superman pose. Yeah, Superman pose is one. Hands on the hips. It's basically to kind of make take up space and make yourself bigger Mm -hmm. so it increases confidence yeah there has been some um, criticism around it since its first release that it actually doesn't do anything Uh, but even if it is placebo like exactly like there's no harm in doing it yeah but it's basically a physical way of doing like an affirmation Mm -hmm. is what it was yeah or the idea behind it yeah um and this kind of links into with um in 2003 there's a study that showed that faking a smile releases endorphins, um, which it's in the book. I don't mm-hmm. uh, don't have the study pulled up right now. Yeah. Um, but this is similar to how getting Botox so that you can't frown. Yeah. Makes you feel positive as well. Yeah. Like we talked about in um, Inflamed Mind. 
Was it? Um, I think Botox? it was before Inflamed Mind because we mentioned it in Inflamed Mind, referring back to another episode. These are just meshing together now. In my I head. know, <laughs> but like with that, I yeah. find it so interesting. Like even with the Botox, like making you feel happier, so you can't frown. I would like to know. Because when we talk about toxic positivity is only being positive and not being able to express negative emotions or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see, like, how that actually affects them. Because if you can't frown, then you can't show the expression of, like, being sad. And there's really no way for you to, like, emote. My mom and I. (laughs) So there's um, a movie called Cinderella Story. It has Mm -hmm. Hillary Definite. It's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, Chad Michael Murray, Hillary Dove, how could you go wrong? Right. But there's a scene in it where, like, the wicked stepmom. I love her so much. What's her name? Do you remember her name? Oh. She's in I the White Lotus her, right now. Um, I can literally. Oh. She's in White Lotus. I can't remember her name right now. But either way, the, um, the stepmom, mm-hmm. um, goes to pick up the stepsisters, but she had just got Botox done. Yeah. And then she does this whole thing. She's like, you can't tell, but I am so mad at you right now. <laughs> and she had to do it with a straight face. My mom and I, we's laughing. So funny. Like, mimicking that. We still do the whole thing. We try to do, like, the Botox face. We're just like, I am so mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You can see my, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you have to look at the YouTube I'll do, video I'll for that zoom one. in for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, like, the, um... Was it puffy face filter on Instagram? Essentially yeah. that, but oh my goodness, yeah. So that's off topic of what we were talking about altogether. But yeah. one of my favorite experiences of like the whole Botox thing is just my mom and I going back and forth, <laughs> reciting that line and seeing who can say it with a straighter face. That's so funny. <laughs> All I can hear is like, "You're like, I want a hot dog real bad." <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible impression of her. <laughs> so funny. What a great movie. Such a good movie. So good. Petition to watch that movie this weekend. I'm like, yeah. Good. <laughs> passed. <laughs> Motion passed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty. Um, back. So another thing that I really liked um, that he addressed was that it's important to spend uh, time alone to recharge. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget that, mm-hmm. even as extroverts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just important. Like, and I think that's something that like, um, families forget. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, because I know I sometimes need time to just like recharge and be by myself. Yeah, but a lot of time, everyone's like, "Well, don't you like? Why don't you like us? Like, why aren't you hanging out with mm-hmm. us? Like, what are you doing? Like, why do you need to recharge?" Yeah, and, but some people literally just like alone time is important yeah like that's how you recharge and like um i appreciate growing up in the last couple of years or whatever and like being able to have conversations with friends that are like this because like i've had conversations with you about this where it's like okay we could never live together because we would just be on all the time like there mm-hmm. would never be this alone time to mm-hmm. recharge mm-hmm. and then i was even talking with another friend because she was talking about coming up here and she's like yeah like it would only be for a little bit because last time i just like stayed too long and i'm learning that i'm the kind of person who needs alone time to recharge and kind of reset Mm -hmm. and i need my own space and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm happy that i'm in a place where i can hear that and not take it personally and be like yeah 
That's fair. I get it. Me too. Like, I understand. I'm very glad you're in that place too, because otherwise you would have iced me out so fast. I really... Because the way I I just said, like, no... Yeah, you were just like, whatever. And I was like, sweet. Like, because it still feels weird for me to be like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Without being like... But realistically... But we couldn't do it. No. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't go well. But we need time apart. Yeah. That's how we work. Yeah. Yeah. So we just jumped into me moving in, especially like it'd be me moving into your house. Mm-hmm. So it'd be me feeling like I can't actually make a space my own. Exactly. And then just our friendship has just been on all the time. Like all we do is talk and hang out, mm-hmm. which would then cause drama within your relationship. Yeah. Like right? it was just because you it have just no work. You, we, like our friendship needs that separation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's nice to be in a place where I can be like where I can hear that and yeah. think that and not be like. Oh my gosh, she hates me. Yeah. Like, there's no so, lack of love. Yeah. Like, that's exactly it, right? Yeah. So it's just... But we could do a trip together. Mm-hmm. So I have some friends I couldn't do a trip with. Mm-hmm. Traveling with your friends is yeah. make or break. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <clears throat> yeah. Take it from someone yeah, who had the experience firsthand with, like, a roommate turned friend turned travel partner back to roommate. Mm-hmm. Now we don't talk. <laughs> well, yeah. But, and it's like, even with this other friend, like... I don't know that we could travel together mm-hmm. because we're both, we both like to be in control, mm-hmm. but we control it very differently. Okay. So the how way think- I control things would be different than her. How do you think we would go then? Because I think, I think that I, I don't know, you travel enough that I don't have to worry about you having all your stuff together. So I don't need to worry about like, you have your passport, oh, so that would you be have the control your ticket. You would do then. Like, yeah, I'd be okay. like, give me your passport, give me your ticket. We're getting on the plane, blah, blah, whatever. I would trust you. I'd be like, what are we doing for itinerary? Like, okay. where, like, I would give you the control in this scenario, but, like, okay. normally it would be, like, I feel like I need to yeah. do the control. Interesting. No. Weird how that goes, though, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was, like, wondering, like, what's the, because we're both very particular people. Yeah. I think it depends on location. I think I think the most argument we would ever get in is, like, activities. And I don't know necessarily think it would even be like an argument. Yeah. But that's the only thing I can see as like not working out or not agreeing on. And yeah. It's like something it's when like, you plan activities with someone. But I feel like now I'm in the kind of space where it's like, okay, you want to go skydiving or bungee jumping or whatever. Yeah. And I want to go look at the library. You can go skydiving and yeah. bungee jumping. I'm going to go look at the library. Like, yeah. I don't need to yeah. do that. Yeah. No, I agree. So, I think, yeah. I, again, I think it would work out as I said, but. Mm-hmm. So just curious. That. Just a little insight to our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to think? Uh, where did that come from? Uh, that came from, it's important to spend alone time to recharge. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, and, and to avoid... <laughs> Obviously. Duh. <laughs> so, another one of the things he talks about is, like, to avoid, like, gossip and drama. Mm-hmm. Right? And in Ayurveda, gossip blocks your chakras. Yeah. Which, again, I can see you're, like... Because you're concerning yourself with, like, others for, for what? exactly right you're bringing down your own vibration for yeah. why yeah yeah because it does, does no benefit and on that same token walks walking away from fights saves your vibration so like mm-hmm. there's when journey's like talking about the whole um replying to the trolls yeah we're both like we both know there's no point yeah but it's just like a that's my main thing is i'm like there's no i, I just there's no energy like every time in my like in my personal experience every time i've gotten so mad about something or so invested in something i get uncontrollably angry mm-hmm. like i lose my power mm-hmm. and that's my words for it yeah right and that's a, a lot of the advice i give to friends too is i'm like don't lose your power right because mm-hmm. the minute you're showing that reaction and like 
the person who's egging it out of you, they then quote unquote win. They win. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so for me, I just find it easier to just keep things separate and not lose my power. And yeah, you don't have to like, yeah, you can just walk away. And that says just as much as defending yourself for exactly. And see, like, look at it. Um, Oh, I agree with like, don't Mm -hmm. take every fight that's given to you. Um, and I go on a little bit of a rant later on, but it's like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm at the point where I'm trying to like break my people pleasing thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having to like start the fights. Like Mm -hmm. at what point is the fighting? Like when does standing up for yourself just become unnecessary fighting? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm kind of like, I don't know where that boundary is right now. So I'm really struggling. And that's one of the reasons probably why I didn't like that one, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't know. I don't know where that boundary is. Like, I don't know where the line is. Yeah. So, and I don't like having to figure that out. I just like to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like trying. She just likes knowing. I just like to know where uh, the line is. But yeah. No, I yeah, I can see that. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just, I've had it so many times where I like, I got into fights and I would get emotional mm-hmm. and I would do things like throw a hairbrush at my wall. Yeah. Well, hairbrush goes right through the wall. Yeah. Now I get mags and now I have to pa- repair the wall because mm-hmm. no one's going to repair that wall for me. Yeah. And I don't want to look at a hole in my wall. Well, yeah, right? And that's <laughs> fair. And so I lost my power. It was like a lose, lose, lose situation mm-hmm. for me. And so yeah. from that point, it's just like, there's no point. There's no, there's not a lot of hills I'll die on now yeah. at this point. Same thing with people. There's a lot of people like, I give a certain amount of fight mm-hmm. and then I'm like, done. Yeah. And like, that's no point. Good luck. Well, and, like, a lot of the time, like, I don't care enough yeah, to, like, actually fight, but it's, like, almost like a point of principle where it's, like, okay, like, mm-hmm. if you let this slide, then it, it's going to continue to slide and, like, yeah, they're just going to walk all over you, right? So, yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. It's just, it's, just, it's a fine line, but mm-hmm. I really liked how... Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the whole, like, stay out of drama and gossip, and that's something that's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, you don't gossip mm-hmm. and like not only is gossiping not nice mm-hmm. but like it just makes sense right like you mm-hmm. just don't do it but i'm yeah. so bad for gossiping i do yeah. it all the time i'm very bad but <laughs> listen it can't be blocking my throat chakra because it's nice and open according to every spiritual guru i've been <laughs> don't say your throat chakra is open on the internet <laughs> well <laughs> you want to call on carbon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I just have no I have no problem like express expressing myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's essentially what that means. But yeah. Anyways, I'm moving on. Um then another point here that I have in this chapter is like that is yourself wow, your self identity is quote unquote picked by your ego, which we're gonna get into ego mm-hmm. a few episodes. I don't know when, stay tuned. Yeah. Um which I agree. Mm-hmm. Right, your ego is your protective factor. It's it's your defense. It's what get makes you likable or not likable, or yeah, it basically finds your tribe, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, I added what he wrote about ego into our notes for our ego episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, yeah, if you think of the ego as like an iceberg, there's a part of you that you see, and then there's your, like your unconscious, and then there's like the part that you can't control, and it just that whole thing, and that all then wraps up to who you want to be and how you want to present to the world is that it fuels your ego. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. What consumes you? Um, what, 
what you consume consumes you and what consumes you controls your life. Yeah. So Exactly. Apples, baby. Yeah, that was one of my notes. <laughs> I have no idea what I was going to say there. I wrote apples, B-A-B-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y. That's so funny. Baby. Baby. <laughs> Were you eating an apple at that point? No, I was on a okay. plane. Yeah. That's so weird. Okay. Um, one uh, section that Michaela and I's opinion really differed on was his, like, express gratitude section. Mm -hmm. Um, he starts off with, like, these quotes, um, that gave me a very much, like, you can't complain because others have it worse, so, like, Mm -hmm. just take what's given to you and just don't complain about anything ever. And Michaela took it as, like, a, um, yeah, like... Before you complain, like, think about these things. Like, be grateful for what you have, which is how he was intending it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was very much not how I got it. But then, like, at the end of that section or whatever, like, he he did redeem himself in that one where it's like, yes, it is so important to be grateful and thankful for, like, everything you have. But you also can't just, like... I don't know. Maybe it's just like my feelings have been diminished so much that it's like every time I complain, it's like, well, so-and-so has it worse. It's like, okay, but well, what about me? Yeah. So that's a sore spot for you. Yeah. Whereas that's very not, much so. That doesn't affect me the same way. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I found it with the apples. Oh, okay. because <laughs> apples have high vibration. That was <laughs> the vibration of apples. Okay. I wondered, but then I was like, yeah. maybe she just eats a lot of apples and is going to turn into one. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that talks he talked about a study um by 1949 electromagnet wow whoa hey michaela slow down take two 1949 electromagneticism magnetism 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 make <laughs> expert magnetism andre <laughs> electromagnetism magnetism magnetism <laughs> um andre simone 10 and so he discovered that foods are electromagnetically powered. Mm-hmm. And so humans maintain a vibration of 65 eggstroms, which is deemed to be healthy. Um, and then he talks about like the low and stuff. But that's because apples are a high vibration food. And okay. that's where that was going for. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, so where that goes, like the way Journey saw that was she saw it more of an attack, I guess, from personal experience. Yeah. Whereas I saw it as like a. I don't want to hear this right now, especially when I'm in a complaining mood, mm-hmm. but that's exactly something that I do need to hear yeah. when I am in a complaining mood because exactly. realistically, the things I have to complain about are so minimal mm-hmm. and that's me saying that, that's not someone else telling me that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's always been someone else telling me that. Yeah. And so there's like, yeah, like I'm like, okay, like if I'm feeling overwhelmed by like X, Y, Z, I don't like someone saying, oh, well, like you're lucky you even have X, Y, Z. I'm like, Mm-hmm. I know that I am. Yeah. But it's still overwhelming. Like, we just yeah. because other people don't have this doesn't make it any less overwhelming for me, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. But that's how I felt. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well, there's one quote in here. I want to know how you, th- I wanna know how you see it. Okay. I wrote it down because I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Greatness starts with being grateful. Yeah. That, uh, that was, um, mm-hmm. I kind of rolled my eyes yeah. at it. But like, I did at the end of the chapter. I was like, yes, I agree. Yeah. Like, it is so, like, if you're not grateful, you become a spoiled little brat. Like, yeah, that's just how it is. I agree. Um, that's again, same thing, kind of roll your eyes at, but when you, like, when you sit on it, who do you, 
look up to? Who do you aspire to be? Mm-hmm. Who do you consider quote unquote great? Yeah, exactly. And how do they react? Are they bratty? Like mm-hmm. I don't tend to idolize bratty. Yeah, individuals. Well, bratty individuals don't tend to do anything. Exactly. Like that's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I definitely do like. Mm-hmm. Recognize that you need to be grateful and thankful for things, but that doesn't mean that you can't also complain sometimes. Yeah. And so his there's four steps here to transform your negative emotions that you might um, experience. So it's identify, challenge, understand, and then replace. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing is visualize. Unless you have aphantasia and you can't visualize. I know. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> but I was in that that reading that then um, made me wonder is are those who can't visualize, are we more prone to depressive thoughts? Is that a study that has been happening? That I like. Is it? I think I had a very similar thought. I was like, what can I do if I can't visualize this? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do then? Everyone just says visualize X, Y, Z. But it's mm-hmm. like, I physically cannot. It's not for a lack of trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have to make your space? Is that why I've been so obsessed my entire life with making my physical space like very aesthetically pleasing and very beautiful and very satisfying? Because like, mm-hmm. there's nothing like that just going on in my brain at all times. Maybe. I don't know. This is an interesting possible study if it hasn't already been done. Yeah, right? Anyone who, you like, guys can do it, but, like, cite give us. us something from that. Yeah. <laughs> Back to <away>, it's tubes. <laughs> at some Hushabas Labs. Literally. No, I, I, I wonder, like, because yeah. are those with aphantasia more prone to depressive thoughts because they can't visualize the positives of things the same way? Yeah, or is it, like, yeah, does it make changing your life or whatever so much more difficult because you can't and then you feel like a failure because you're like everyone's telling me to visualize but i can't yeah and the only thing you can see is your what's physically in front of you yeah that's so weird i'm like so very aware of the fact that i just have like my eyes are the only thing that i can like see and i'm like it's weird right now in my brain (laughs) i feel like flat stanley it just feels like eyes like this is nothing's there. <laughs> that's so weird. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So I like that. That's something that I thought and uh-huh. considered something to consider. I mean, or vice versa. Or are you more likely to be more optimistic or is it all situation based? Mm-hmm. Like or how is- does aphantasia affect your perception of well-being? Exactly. That would be a very interesting study. Someone do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one another point that um I have here is he really talked about like awareness of the present and um like just mm-hmm. being like fully there in the moment, living for the moment, like all of that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that really struck a chord with me because he's talking about mm-hmm. like how bad phones are because they don't allow you to live in the present. But like, <laughs> I can read a book and be just as like detached from real life. Mm-hmm. as i would on my phone like the day we went to the bachelorette like i chose to read my book for how many hours and just ignore the world and then speed clean and then i brought my book to the bachelorette party because mm-hmm. i didn't want to like separate myself from that reality or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like there are other harmful things yeah even though can even though if you tell someone like that you're they're like oh my gosh like it's so amazing that you're like reading a book like you're not on your phone blah blah whatever and it's like, but I we, still got nothing done, and I still ignored the entire world. Okay, but you you think you get, you you consider your books a distraction, though? Oh, 100%. Okay. I have to make myself not read my book. Like, I have a book on my nightstand that I'm, like, 
postponing reading because I've got things I need to do before this weekend. Huh. Because I have a hard time stopping the book in the middle of it. Well, you can bring it to the cabin and read your life away on the hammock. I will. <laughs> but I think you'd be more present in that kind of, in a nature-based scenario. But in that moment, yeah. like Because you'll be like fresh air, hammock, book. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But I think, I think it wouldn't be, yeah. But then what's the difference between fresh air, nature, phone? I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think so. it's anything. Yeah. Because again, I'm, I'm someone who I... I don't like when I get wrapped up in something like TikTok, mm-hmm. but for me, something like Pinterest is inspiring to me. Yeah. Right. So it's app dependent. Or if I catch myself, if I'm ever comparing, mm-hmm. then that's like a, that's a no, no bueno. If I'm just checking in on friends or if I'm like, yeah, again, inspired, I, yeah. Follow, I tend to follow a lot of people who inspire me. So I, I find social media as a tool rather than a distraction. Yeah. But there are times where you use it as a distraction. Like, oh, I yeah. know I should be clean right now, but I just scroll on TikTok yeah. for two hours and Netflix got up. and like whatever else, right? And I think that's more so what he's referring to is when you're using it to distract from things that you need to do or things that you know that will make you happy if you do. Yeah. But also reading this book makes me happy. Okay. So, yeah, that's that fair. was just... That was like, I can be just as unaware of the present with a book than I can with my phone. So like, if you're going to villainize phones, you should also be villainizing everything else that takes distraction. I think this kind of goes back to Porcupine where like you can use a phone for a board game or you Mm -hmm. can do a physical board game and it's going to be the same outcome. Exactly. Right. If you use a phone for um, comparison game, then of course it's not good for you. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to be out of your present moment and who you are and how you're breathing and, you know, things like that. Well, even like how unaware the present was I when I was reading this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just like, okay, whatever. See, I was very aware of the present. And I'll get into this at the end because yeah. my situation when I read the book yeah. was a, a situation that made me very happy. Mm-hmm. But, but one thing. So, and in that comment that he talks about, he tries to like get you to think about a time that you got so wrapped up in the present moment that you forgot to check the time. What were you doing? Yeah, and is that reading your book? Yeah. So that's you wrapped up in that present moment. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing then because for my example mm-hmm. is whenever I'm doing like um when I'm painting or if yeah. I'm doing like a renovation of some sort or cleaning my room, mm-hmm. I'm so wrapped up in that moment that I'm not looking at the time. Yeah. I forget to eat. I forget to drink sometimes. I'm just listening well, to music and, and I'm think, painting. Yeah. I think immersing yourselves in things that you love is so important. Like there should be more moments where you forget to check the time mm-hmm. because like how amazing is that if you're so like obsessed with this painting or whatever that you're Mm. doing that you just do it and then you forget to check the time like i think that's great i feel like we don't have enough of that i feel like i'm not painting i'm painting a wall i'm not doing a drawing painting whatever that works (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know what i mean no no don't get it twisted i'm not no (laughs) i'm doing large scale drywall painting not creating art okay that makes way more sense because the back of my brain was like what does michaela paint i've never heard that (laughs) but i was like amazing she paints (laughs) no for me it's like the last time i can remember that is when i did my i Mm -hmm. renovated my parents bedroom and for that like those tasks and stuff that's like trim check roll check coat two check stain check like that was like that brings me joy yeah and i don't care about my phone at that point well exactly like i don't care who's texting me i don't care what's going on in the news i don't care what's going on in the world it's just me a paintbrush and staring at a corner of like a ceiling and a wall, right? <laughs> or baseboard and a wall, or like cleaning the dust off of the baseboards. Like those are all things that I thoroughly enjoy. Well, and even with that, like I think even becoming like too aware of the present can be an issue where you're like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening at this moment at every time, everywhere. Yeah, that can be exhausting too. Because your brain, your body's actively trying to filter out 
mm-hmm. things that aren't relevant. Yeah. But, but like, I do understand that it, the way he was saying it is like, don't get too caught up in like what your future is going to be like. And don't get too caught up in like what happened to you in the past. Like try and live more in the moment and be like grateful for where you are in life right now. Exactly. And for me, it's reading a book. Yeah. And so one of these quotes here to wrap up this chapter is meditation eases the resistance your ego creates. Mm-hmm. And then he offers a medication, a meditation guide on page 70. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that because it just kind of mm-hmm. he he um, phrased meditation as like just breathing with awareness. So it kind of mm-hmm. like because meditation, again, everyone's like visualize like when you're in your brain, like just turn yeah. it off, make it all blank. And I'm like, it's always blank. Yeah. But then my thoughts are racing. It's always blank. <laughs> so, yeah, it just kind of made it less daunting. I'm like, maybe I can meditate now if I just like, yeah, focus on breathing. We should go to one of the yoga meditation classes. Yeah. On Monday, he does a. A meditation class and see if you like okay. it. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Do they play those like sound bath things? Mm, not in that one. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to do that? No. Yeah. I tried that once and I made me feel real dizzy. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so part three is make yourself a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one is he's just kind of talking about like prioritize yourself. But then he also mentions like don't prioritize yourself so much that you're not acknowledging and respecting other people's feelings. Like don't become almost selfish with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but don't let them harm your peace either. Yeah. So there's a quote here that he says that struck a chord with me. Mm -hmm. It's, um, sometimes you have to continuously cut out people who cut you, which has been the case in my experience. I tend to give people too many second chances. I thought of you when I read that one too. 16 chances. Mm -hmm. Um, it's because I want to be a forgiving person, but the, I let it, I get, I let it get to a point where it, it then dulls me down mm-hmm. and I take it like to heart. And so that's something I need to <laughs> work on. <laughs> yep. But then even on the same token, another quote, it's like, but when you think someone is overreacting, you then need, then need to ask why. Yeah. Right? Cause like, what about their experience or reaction which is a kind of a place that I tend to go from. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is this person yelling at me? What's hurting them that they're choosing to take it out on me? Yeah. Right. Because I've, as a kid, it drove me insane. As an adult, I'm more so now like, oh, people who are going to like freak out at me for no reason. Yeah. They see me as a threat. Why? Yeah. Because I'm like, quote unquote, confident. Like, yeah. I have my bad days too. I'm human. Yeah. Right. But I walk into a room and I'm just like, hi, I'm here. Yeah. Which is people love and hate at the same time Mm -hmm. but yeah i've had many people in my life who come at me very attacky and i'm like why are they choosing that on me what if what am i i don't know attracting or yeah putting out that says oh her well and i don't even think so much of it is you but them right like i think there's a danger with that is because you're then like internalizing like Oh, it's mm-hmm. something wrong with me, but it's not. It's something wrong with them, no, right? I, like, as I said, I, I can see they're hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I know that they're hurt. Yeah, but why do they feel like they can put that out on me over someone else? Oh, okay. would they then jump onto someone else who they think is quote unquote lower than them? Yeah, is it is it a stature thing or is it just like a oh, Michaela's too nice, so we can she'll yeah. forgive me five hundred times? Like that's where the whole balance of yeah, cutting out people who cut you. Yeah. Versus like showing empathy because I don't know. Their dog might have died two hours ago. Yeah. Like with customers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With customers, I tend to go empathy first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially working in customer service. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're spicy because 
you must have something going on. Yeah, exactly. But someone who's like a friendship, if it's like repetitive, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, I don't know why you continuously need to need, feel the need to put me down. Like it's, yeah. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> snip, snip. Yeah, no, that's fair. But it takes me a long time to get to that point, which is, I guess, a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. So fun. And the last quote here is like, you can't change those who are re- aren't ready to change, which yeah, is the very number much. one thing when you learn in psychology. Yeah. Same thing with nutrition, right? Like I can preach nutrition advice till the fucking cow jumps over the moon. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't want to hear it, they're not going to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Someone thinks they're doing their life fine. They're doing their life fine. And that's, that's just how okay. it's going to be. Right. Yeah. I can't force that change. It's, it, it has to come from an intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Very much so. Right. Um, yeah, there's just like little things where it's like, uh, unfortunately, many modern friendships aren't based on emotional support or a mm-hmm. family like connection. Mm-hmm. Um, saying we're like a family is the biggest red flag in a workplace. Or do you think in general? In general. Oh, see, I don't. I disagree with that. I've had too many situations where it's been like, oh, my gosh, like we're so close, like we're like a family. And it is one of the most toxic groups I've ever been in. Interesting. Yeah. I think in a workplace, because I think a work shouldn't be, you shouldn't bring like your family stature into like a workplace. 100%. Yeah. Right. Even though we, we're the ones who made the jokes of like mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because we were running it like mom and dad. Yeah. In a literally. Very dysfunctional family. Yeah. But I don't think that's how your workplace should be necessarily. It should, it, it gets rid of like the professionalism mm-hmm. because you, it lets emotions run rampant that exactly. don't need to be, that don't need to be rampant in there. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But where I disagree on that, on that statement though, mm-hmm. is, um, one of my best friends who we just like, her, um, went to the bachelorette. Yeah. She is like a sister to me. See, we're like family and we're like a family mm-hmm. are two very different things where, yeah, yeah, I agree. I've definitely have a lot of friends who are like, they're like my siblings, right? Yeah. But if it's a group setting where we're like, oh my gosh, we're like, we're like family. Oh no, but I say that all the time. Like, yeah. Like she has been more of a sister to me than my own sister has. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think you can choose family just as much as it is biological. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically where, when I read that, that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes toxic in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we, again, with timing, like if we had just met yeah. like two months into working together and I'd be like, oh my God, she's my sister. Yeah. It's a different thing. I can't replace sheraton yeah exactly i'm not trying to replace sheraton yeah but my best friend of 14 years who has Mm -hmm. been a better sister to me than my own sister has yeah yeah she's like a sister to me and i see no issue with saying that yeah and her family is like my second family and yeah it's all yeah just a different i mean i see that dynamic as okay oh yeah no definitely i'm not saying that it Mm -hmm. isn't i'm just saying like with my experience it hasn't Mm -hmm. been that yeah um but yeah um and then um, I liked his saying, like, just because they're your family doesn't mean that they have the best intentions for you and that it's okay to, like, cut people mm-hmm. off when you feel like they're not, like, just because they are your family doesn't mean that you need to keep them in your life. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that um, millennials have kind of started doing and a mm-hmm. lot of people are really mad about, but I support that movement yeah. where it's like, if someone is, like, holding you back and really harming your, harshing your vibe, um... <laughs> If, if they're just like giving out bad vibes only. if they're just like bad vibes only then yeah cut them off it doesn't matter that they're family i agree person to person that's all like even the whole um premise behind like respect your elders yeah i'm like 
I think respect is earned as mm-hmm. a whole. I don't 100%. care that you're older than me. Yeah. If you're emotionally inadequate, I'm not going to respect you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, 100%, right? Like, you can't tell me what to do if I don't value your opinion or your lifestyle. If I, like, if the way you're treating me isn't, mm-hmm. like, if I wouldn't let my friends treat me the way that you're treating me, what on earth makes you think I'm going to mm-hmm. let you treat me like that only because we're related? Yeah. There's no chance. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then along with that, like, he also kind of talked about how, like, you need to minimize their fears so that they have more faith. Which I disagree with to an extent. Depends on how, it depends on how much you value their exactly. them being present in your life. Yeah. And, like, with the example that he gave of, like, someone, like, trying to start a business and, like, your family's like, oh, like, I don't fully understand, like, what your business is. So, like, I don't fully support it. And then you're trying to be like, no, like, it's okay. I feel like that's kind of how we're doing with, like, podcasting and stuff where it's just so yeah. new. They're like, oh, like... We'll support you, I guess, but, like, we don't really know what's going on. I feel like that's fine. Yeah, if it comes out of a place of, like, concern Mm -hmm. rather than, like, judgment. Yes, exactly. But if they're like, oh, like, I don't like that you're living with your boyfriend, blah, 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 whatever. I want to, like, if, Mm -hmm. yeah, if it just becomes an issue, like, it's not my job to make you feel better about my life. Yeah. It's my life. Exactly. Um, So that's how I felt about that. I agree. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of touches on, like, um things that drag that are dragging you down right mm-hmm. so he uses the term misery loves company which is kind of what happened we touched on a bit earlier here yeah um so people oppose progress hurt people hurt people yeah the lonely and bored crave attention like that's all the things that you can see with the whole raw raw look at me parade that happens with social media and i think mm-hmm. that's why he uses phone and technology as a primary example because it's one big highlight rule that everyone's like my life's great uh, well and you can remain anonymous so you can shit post as much as you want exactly so yeah um you kind of, that just then touches on like karma and like newton's law and like mm-hmm. karma is newton's law essentially in his in his words right yeah because what's newton's law is like equal and for every reaction there's an equal or opposite yeah. reaction yeah. Yeah. yeah there it is that's essentially what karma is yeah it really you put is out good karma you'll get good karma yeah you put out good vibes you'll get good vibes exactly like that whole idea mm-hmm. and then the last thing on this one that he like said underneath this section was dare to leave your toxic job which made me think of you yeah i I did that exclamation point (laughs) yeah because it was so specifically toxic for you Mm -hmm. it was not good for me yeah yeah like my experience there has been i I get a lot of your stuff Mm -hmm. but it hasn't been the same it hasn't it didn't yeah it didn't wear on you as much as it did me yeah it hasn't affected me to the point where i was like my soul is cracking mm-hmm. i'm able to remove myself enough but you was yeah. it consumed you so deeply which it is, really did well because it affected every part of my life yeah like i couldn't live a life outside of that job specifically because of the way that it was run mm-hmm. and, and and your personality type too yeah because it. it's it's ran the way it's been run like forever you and it's yeah. gonna run the way it's been run after you yeah Graylin says that to me all the time yeah yeah but it's how you take that on mm-hmm. right which is maybe a self-work thing well yeah that you need to figure out for later on in life if mm-hmm. so if, so it sees fit but whereas someone like me same job same tasks yeah i'm able to like walk away and shut off yeah and be like Eh, not my issue yeah it's my issue when i'm there it's not my issue when i'm not there well, exactly and you were even better about like booking time off but it's like yeah i was not shy about i <laughs> i didn't right yeah i'm very very blessed that i was in a situation where i was able to because he also talked about like how um in certain situations like 
you might not necessarily be able to quit your job. Weird. Okay. I lost my pillow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, I definitely, like, I don't, I don't know if it was, like, a guilt mm-hmm. after reading this book of being, like, you need to be grateful for every fucking thing in your life. Um... <laughs> That I had to, like, I felt the need to write that I'm blessed that I was able to, but I really, truly am, and I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. that I was able to, that, like, I'm in a situation where, like, I can quit my toxic job and not worry about the fact that I don't have much saved up and, like, nothing else lined up after. Yeah, I'd say it's hard not to be grateful because that is such a rare It's such a rare thing, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and easier said than done. I don't know. You feel how you feel. Well, and I do feel, I feel so thankful and so, because it was, like a light at the end of the tunnel where like once I finally cracked I was able to go to Bryce and be like I'm done like you keep telling me I can quit my job like can I actually quit my job and he's like Mm -hmm. yes do it like Mm -hmm. thank you so much yeah so yeah yeah um yeah the part four is about accepting yourself Mm -hmm. because like at the beginning of the book it's like if you love yourself you'll love you'll whatever attract people Mm -hmm. whatever he said I can't remember um, I think I have loving yourself down. is like the purest form of so vibes. Love is a balance between accepting yourself as you are while knowing you deserve better and working on it. Hmm. No, maybe I'm delusional. That's not it. But either way, <laughs> you start by like looking after your body as a healthy habit, which mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, 100 percent. Right? Yeah. So what? Take care of your car. It runs well. Mm-hmm. It's same kind of thing as your body. Yeah. You eat well. You look good. You feel good. Yeah. Gut brain, you know. You know me. <laughs> You've heard our spiels. You know I'm into that. Yeah. And there's another quote that he said in this book that um, says that you're, you're a reflection of the wonder of nature, mm-hmm. which made me think of like, I've heard this quote before where it's um, your face is a reflection of desired genetics that someone once found like attractive. So people who are like hating on themselves, your face only looks the way it does because you're ancestrally yeah. like you, those have been the desired traits from someone. Someone has yeah. found it beautiful, and therefore that's why you are you. You look the way you do today. Yeah. So before you beg on yourself, it's like a disrespect to all the ancestors before mm-hmm. that have chosen your traits as desirable. Yeah. Because if it wasn't desirable, then it wouldn't. They exist. wouldn't have chosen it. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And so I think that's like a. It's a very extreme way of looking at it, I guess. But, but like when you're so like deep down, like oh my gosh, I hate everything about me. It's kind of mm-hmm. nice to be like, oh, but someone loved these things that yeah. i hate about me so like why do i why do i hate them yeah. right like, the only reason you look the way you do is because someone has loved someone who looked like you mm-hmm. right and that's huge yeah yeah yes if you want to talk real history it doesn't always have to come out of love but yeah regardless yeah but like <laughs> yeah they there was something about that that attracted them yeah to each other right so like it's been desired in some form mm-hmm. so that's why you look the way you do yeah and so Saying that you're a reflection of the wonder of nature, I think, is a really beautiful way to look at that. Definitely. And there's a few other things where it kind of, like, talks about how social media fuels your dopamine hits, fueling self-comparison. Um, physical beauty does not nothing but only um, attract, like, physical needs. Yeah. Um, only those with real substance can satisfy their hearts, minds, and souls of others, which I think is, again, you're more than your looks. Physical yeah. Physical appearance is exactly. going to change, right? If you yeah. fall for someone on that thing, then... Yeah. It, he really stressed the importance of, like... You need to be able to love yourself because your looks change. Like everything about you changes, like as you age. And so mm-hmm. it's important that the love you have for yourself isn't contingent on how you look right now. 
because and, you will never look this way again. Kind and of I thing. think that's another issue with a lot of, again, why divorce rates are so high. Mm-hmm. I think it's because people fall into these partnerships for out of lust and mm-hmm. um, superficial qualities yeah. rather than like thinking of it as like a business. Like, can yeah. I see myself building a business or family mm-hmm. with this person? And that's why it's been so important for like before you get married yeah. as two unmarried individuals. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to give you marriage advice, but it's important to like, but as talk seen, about your values and talk about what you want and what's mm-hmm. important to you so that when you and make sure you like the person. He- yeah. You have to like who you're with. And when you compare healthy versus unhealthy relationships, that's where mm-hmm. you're kind of coming from as an outsider. Like I'm not yeah. in that heat of the moment and emotionally well, exactly. reactive. Yeah. But can you go through the hard stuff? Have you had those hard conversations? Yeah. Like even, I mean, even us with the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We're not married. No. But if we plan on making this a business or doing this. We need to have hard conversations and be, we need to like each other. Yeah. Enough to mm-hmm. fight for this kind of thing. Yeah. And like, even with Bryce and I, like we carry similar values. We very have very similar core beliefs. Like we, mm-hmm. we like each other. Mm-hmm. And so that I feel like that will create enough of a, well, create a good foundation, right? Like, it's an important yeah. thing is to, like, actually like your partner, which sounds silly to say, but... Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and there's the looks come into play as well, right? Mm-hmm. You find each other attractive, but the yeah. basis of your relationship isn't built on those yeah, looks. exactly. It's based off of, like, what you want to do, who you want to be. Yeah. So. Exactly. And then there was a, a, this whole concept of just, like, accepting yourself and uniqueness yeah. and everything like that mm-hmm. um and i like the last one is like be kind and forgive yourself that's mm-hmm. a very important thing is to like like you said in one of our episodes where it's like if you wouldn't say that to a friend like why would you say that about yourself yeah yeah exactly um there was a resident that at one of my jobs that um one thing she would always say to all the staff members is be kind to yourself every single time like that was her way of like saying goodbye or good night right mm-hmm. She'd like grab your hand and be like, be kind to yourself. Yeah. And I loved it as a reminder when I was feeling good. But when I was feeling bad, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. move along. Yeah. Which made me think then, like, I wonder how much of that, of her saying that to other people, is actually an affirmation for herself mm-hmm. that she wants to pass on to other people because it made her feel better. Yeah. But then if I don't want to hear it, I'm not going to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's interesting to look as like a third perspective on yourself yeah like be able to recognize that i'm like she's saying that because she has good intentions and she probably hated herself for so long and Mm -hmm. now wants everyone to love themselves yeah she wants everyone to learn from her mistakes kind of thing yeah and then for me it's like how i receive that is like mood dependent Mm -hmm. because i heard it so often did i start just getting like numb to it yeah but then when i don't know i thought about it again when i when i was reading this book yeah i was like oh yeah this made me think of this resident who said this all the time and yeah i wonder how much of that was her just like her version of accepting herself and how many years yeah it took her to do that because the people i was working for at that time were between 80 and 100 yeah so yeah if you've spent 80 years of your life and only now just learned these lessons of course you're going to try to save time for Mm -hmm. the younger generation but exactly and yeah it's so nice to like do that but not everyone will receive that in the yeah. same way which exactly. is tough yeah mm-hmm. yeah i didn't really have any uh notes on this one um chapter five, five. 
or for this one? For chapter four. Okay. Um, chapter five is like manifesting goals, um, mm-hmm. mind work. Cause then chapter six is manifesting goals, taking action. So it's like, what do you need to do kind of behind the scenes? Yeah. Um, and I really liked that he said, um, only once you notice your thoughts, can you make a choice as how you respond? Mm-hmm. And that's something I have been working so much on. And even talking about like how, oh, just naming how I'm feeling is helping me like understand mm-hmm. what I'm actually feeling. So I really like that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, from it, yeah. For when it comes to manifesting your goals, you basically just have to ask yourself: like, do my beliefs allow me to live a life I really love, mm-hmm. or are you doing it for someone else? Is it ego, right? Yeah. The reason I chose the program I did versus a different type of program is because I realized that the other program was just an ego thing. It wasn't. I didn't actually want to do it. Yes, exactly. it didn't make me happy. Yeah, I did it because I thought I should do it, mm-hmm. and that's ultimately why I didn't. Yeah, and I think that's going to steer me in the right path. I. Oh, I and sure it's, should hope. It's but. really cool that you have like the awareness to like recognize this. Like, oh yeah, like I'd like to do that, but like, it's not gonna spark joy in me mm-hmm. if I go and do that. Because like, yeah, anyone can do anything that they set their mind to. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of like quality of life doing said thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I very much lead with my heart in that scenario mm-hmm. over my head. Yeah. Because mentally, I know I could do anything I want to do. Oh, yeah. And I I know I won't do anything I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Equally as stubborn and for yeah. optimistic ways and pessimistic ways. Well, yeah, but. definitely. Because, like, I yeah, I could go back to school and become a doctor or, like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. Yeah. I know I could do it. I know I could be just fine doing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes me spoiled or, like... I'm screaming privilege or like what? But either way, if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Versus no if someone wants in- that, doesn't matter where you start. Yeah. If you want to get there, you'll get there. Exactly. So it might take you longer. Mm-hmm. It might be more difficult than others. Yeah. And that that's on your story, right? I can't yeah. control that. Exactly. You can't even control where you've been placed in this world. Yeah. It's how you go about it. That It's like what you do with the cards you've been dealt kind of thing. And that's, mm-hmm. he has a really good perspective on that because his, um, the early portion of his life was very, very difficult, and he had to work very, very, very hard to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when you work hard for something, you appreciate more once you've achieved it. Mm-hmm. Or you go the other way, or your ego mm-hmm. takes over, and you become a brat, and you don't yeah. respect anyone. That's but- true. <laughs> but then I don't know that you worked that hard for it. Yeah. But yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um. I also have, I think it's kind of towards the end of the uh, chapter for this one, but it's your goal isn't to get rid of negative thoughts. It's to change your response to them. Mm -hmm. And that's very much what we talked about with um, toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how he kind of tried to make this book not feel like he was preaching toxic positivity is being like, you're still human. You're still going to have negative thoughts, but like Mm -hmm. you can change how you respond to them as well. Yeah. Um, another point that I liked is like, if you want to change your current belief, you have to disprove. Wow. If you want to change your current belief, you have to disprove your current belief and find evidence that to support the belief you want. Oh yeah. So it's basically like if I, let me think of a good example. Like I look like a whale, mm-hmm. right? I, if I'm going to change that view of myself, yeah. I have to find evidence to support the belief that I don't look like a whale. Yeah. Right. And part of that's going to come from, I think, others, external validation. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it has to come internally and in changing those belief systems. Yeah. Um, 
trying to think of another example for My you. My defense mechanism for that one was like, well, you don't have fins in a blowhole. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Comparing my size, that's one thing I always mm-hmm. often say. Yeah. <laughs> More often than I should. Yeah. But it's like, I need to disprove if I have evidence to support the beliefs that I want. I'm not a whale because whales, I don't know. Yeah. Can't no. survive on land. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> like, literally can't survive on land. I was like, mm-hmm. like whales are strong. I'm like, no, I guess they are pretty strong too, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a giant penis. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> don't have a penis at all. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> Therefore, not a whale. So Women cannot be whales. Check. <laughs> Only men can be whales. Only men can be whales. Whales and weasels. Whales and weasels. The two genders. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Oh. And so to wrap up this one, to manifest, what you have to do is you have to write down your goals, right? And so you have to mm-hmm. be honest about what you want to do. Write them in present tense. Write them in your own voice. Be specific. Make them positive. Mm-hmm. And write with a time frame in mind. Yeah. Right. And that's Definitely. That- allows you to think of it as if it's already existing and therefore you're more likely to follow through with said goal yeah manifestation there's a bunch of stuff where like if you talk about it as if it's already happened it's more likely to actually happen Mm -hmm. because the brain and the nervous system can't tell the difference between what is imagined and what is real Mm -hmm. so if you have amputation you're screwed (laughs) if you get amputation you're screwed you have amputation you're screwed (laughs) but amputation talk about that ghost limbs yeah your body thinks that there's nerve pain there even though you have no leg and it's the only way to stop it is to actually lay a mirror on whatever is amputated. So your mind sees that there's a limb there. So it stops at the ghost pains. Oh my gosh. Okay. I didn't know there was a cure for ghost pains. Well, it's just a way. It's just like, like a technique. A, it's not like a, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like a relief. <laughs> but for example, like with a leg, right? Mm-hmm. If you lay the mirror on the inside of your leg, mm-hmm. so that mirrors your leg that you still have, mm-hmm. then your brain is going to see that you have two full legs wild and the nerves are going to forget like stop oh my god shooting pains you just got bamboozled your brain yeah Ooh. okay that's fun <laughs> so if you ever have an amputation and you need to stop your ghost pains well i'll come to you <laughs> um, um yeah so the taking action is just basically like reduce procrastination make a solid plan mm-hmm. like swap your short-term pleasures for long-term goals yeah it was very uh finance bro extremely finance bro i have actually blacked out um (laughs) chapter six and chapter seven yeah well chapter seven was just is pain and purpose so it's just like some of the best changes come from those painful experiences i literally have that tattooed on me now (laughs) yeah courage grows strong in a wound yeah um and so for me it was my health like i completely overhauled my life when my Mm -hmm. hair started falling out and yeah i'm never going to regret that because it's where i am now Mm mm-hmm um, so life is greater when you leave, live with purpose and have a meaningful reason for doing what you're doing. Otherwise, it gets redundant and you kind of feel just like a a bot and it's exactly where you have a lot of depression. That's why if yeah. you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Similar work with your ego or not against your ego and figure out what actually genuinely makes you happy. Yeah. All the preachy feel good stuff from before. All that fun stuff. Um. Yeah. Um. The chapter that stood out the most to me in uh, Pain and Purpose was Lessons Will Repeat Themselves. Um. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, if you don't learn it, then, like, it's gonna, like, the universe or God or whoever is going to continually mm-hmm. give you those things. That's my, um, my belief on 
like reincarnation. I think if you don't learn the lessons you're supposed to learn in your lifetime, you get reincarnated until you learn those lessons and then you can finally move on. I hate that. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I just think every soul is like set out with like a set list of things they need to like achieve in their life. Yeah. And once they have this checklist done, then that's when they can just like finally be at peace or whatever, or <laughs> whatever you want to call that heaven, hell, whatever. Yeah. But if, um, you don't learn those lessons fully, then you're going to get reincarnated into a situation to try and learn those Where lessons you again. Learn that lesson. Hmm. Um, or you're going to meet different people. And I think that's why the whole, when you see someone who looks so familiar, but you can't pin why, yeah. I think it's someone from your past life. Yeah. Do you think there's ever, like, do you think anyone has ever, like, fully, like, like, encompassed their soul almost where they can, like, remember their past lives? I saw an experience of it, or a, really? a story about that. A, um, a little girl recalls exactly how she died in her past life. That'd be crazy because I would love right now. Like, if there's something I can do, if there's like a meditation or whatever that I can do, I think there's a hypnosis kind of technique. Yeah, where you can just like, you're like, this is who I was throughout mm-hmm. my whole past lives. Well, and if they be like, crazy because I would love to talk to past journey, be like, hey, but you might you might not be journey. I know, but your past, past life, whoever could be Richard. Yeah, like past whoever yeah. I was, like whoever shared this soul with me. Yeah, because I'm not a new soul. Yeah, so. Hmm. I think that'd be so cool. I'll be like, what was your life like? And I think that's why some people come out swinging because I don't know if they were a soldier and they died in war, for example, and then mm-hmm. a newborn comes out feisty. Do you think reincarnation happens at a, a conception or birth? Hmm. Conception. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. The origin. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the theory of like uh, how you died in your past life is um, shows up in your birthmarks. Oh, okay. It, and if that's the case, then I got my neck slit. Mm-hmm. I was stabbed on my chest with something that looked like a star. Yeah, because I got my birthmark across my neck. But yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll wrap this up because we're getting kind of long now. Mm-hmm. But so, final thoughts, Jern, on the book. Um, I did not enjoy this book. It was. <laughs> I feel like the only thing that really came to mind was like when Michaela read Badass Habits and was like, I didn't. There was nothing in here that I didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was how I felt about this. I did have a panic attack while reading it, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, still trying to figure out what triggered that. Yeah, it definitely. Um, like, there's indicates that there's something. There's something going on. Something in here. unhealed. And like, I don't know if it was just like I've been preached this my entire life, and I'm so sick and tired of hearing it. Yeah, that I was kind of like, quit it, like stop. I know. Yeah, I know that I need to do these things. I know that I need to change this. I get it. Please stop harping on me to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it in my own time. Leave me alone. Yeah, like that's fair. So, um, but I would recommend it to someone who wants to read How to Hug a Porcupine, but doesn't want to waste their own time. So I would, if you want to read How to Hug a Porcupine, read this one instead. Um, yeah, same kind of stuff, but better. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't think there was anything revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, part six and seven just kind of become a little bit redundant and boring. So yeah, honestly skip those yeah. and not miss out on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like other books, this one didn't also didn't give me something I didn't already know. Yeah. But I liked the wording and formatting perspectives kind of within it because I didn't have as much of an emotional response as you did. Yeah. Circumstantially also, I guess, helped me with this book is because I was on a plane going to Los Angeles 
and then doing podcast work on my flight yeah gave me joy yeah and so for me it's hard not to feel grateful while reading this book because i'm mm-hmm. like wow like i really am very appreciative of my life right now like i really like what i'm doing i have purpose i'm yeah. passionate and so nothing about this book was like triggering for me yeah so and like speak. that was something that i thought like while i was reading this when i was like actually like understanding like why i was feeling like so anxious and stuff um was I was like normally when I read like badass habits or um like the inflamed mind or five love languages or like even mm-hmm. rich bitch like I become inspired mm-hmm. but this book didn't inspire me yeah it sent me into a spiral yeah so I'm like what's what's the difference like yeah. was I just closed off to hearing about all this stuff versus like other times I'm open like I don't understand yeah um I think it's interesting I mean, but yeah, he, I didn't like it. He does give finance bro energy. It's so hard. I wish I hadn't looked at the cover. Maybe that's it. You should just start bleeding, reading books blindly. Well, I only did it about halfway. Like, I was almost done. And I was like, what does he look like? <laughs> um, Journey's judging like, a book by its cover. <laughs> well, because, like, even with, like, Edward Bowmore, I looked in the back to be like, what, what gives you the right to talk about this? Yeah. And he had so many letters. And... I don't want to, like, pick apart this guy's character because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I know that he's been through a lot, but, yeah. um, yeah, I just, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. So, I think this book is good for some. I think it's mm-hmm. good if you need to hear it or want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a crucial part of your self-development journey to read this book. No. But, um... But yeah, if you're looking for an easy self-help book to read and you're open to hearing what he has to say, then yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. I would say, but, but if but if something along the lines of like, be happy, change your mindset, things like that, if that's going to send you into a spiral. Mm-hmm. Even just hearing that was like, whew, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna. Then it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna be good for you. you. Yeah, but I don't know. I I have I found it hard to not feel grateful while reading the book just because I mm-hmm. have a lot of things that are going well in my life right now. Yeah, but teenage Michaela would probably hate that. Yeah, exactly. Teenage angsty Michaela would be like, me, me. Yeah, that's yeah. uh. Good Vibes, Good Life by Vex King. Yeah. By Journey Michaela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mac thinks it's okay. Jubes didn't like it. <laughs> Perfect. I'll probably be about two stars then. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you All for right. listening. Yeah, thank you. Um, if you like us or like what we're doing, um, give us a like, mm-hmm. a rate and review. It all helps us out. Yeah. Uh, for social medias, I'm Mac Joy. I'm It's Jubes. We are sometimes about slaps on all social media platforms. You can, as I said in the beginning, you can find our website for all book reviews, links to books. Um, figure out what we're reading each month. Mm-hmm. Next month, book club is going to be the courage to be disliked. Yep. I can't remember the author at the moment. Um, it's like Japanese Hiro Hishima. And I don't remember the second author's name, mm-hmm. but it's on our website, so mm-hmm. you guys can check that out. Um, yeah. It was recommended by a friend, and it was already on our list, I did see. Yeah. So um, we're pretty excited to read yeah. that one. Because of the recommendations, we booted it up for June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, heard lots of positive reviews, so we'll we'll be the judge of that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Expert we'll give the final review. <laughs> yeah. Expert book review here. Book oh, yeah. here. But yeah, yeah, on that note... Uh, have a great day yeah we hope you guys had a great mental health month and a safe long weekend yeah um and we'll talk to you next week we'll see you in june see you in june (laughs) bye Bye.